Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! I Happy birthday, Polly. Whoa. Hi, 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 everyone. Yes, I am growing into the grey hair in my beard. My age is starting to catch up to my appearance. I've always looked like a man on his way to 40, and now I'm a man on his way to 40. It's your birthday today. Hi, everyone. What is it about birthdays mm. that uh, even though you're an adult, even though very little in the world impresses you, there is still just that little part of you that goes, well, you can't be mean to me today. Birthday boy. <laughs> Like, it is still part of it. It's just like, oh, I, can't, I won't answer that phone today. It's my it's birthday. It's my birthday. Do you enjoy birthdays? I don't mind them. I mean, I used to love having a little party or something in and around it. Mm-hmm. Not because I enjoyed the look at me. It just was a chance to hang out with people. Yep. But now, because everyone's got kids, yeah. uh, you're not really hanging out with your mates. Mm-hmm. Your mates are bringing their kids and then saying, man, I've got to go early. Uva Janita's just uh, <laughs> split her head open. I'm so sorry. We've got to go. You know what it's like. We need you put it, all of that nonsense. Yeah. So I'm sort of holding off till the 40th, and that'll be when the big party happens again. But this little thing happened today, and it, it, I cried. I genuinely cried when I got my first little card saying, Dear Daddy, oh, love Asha. Oh, yeah. And if a six-month-old, it's, you can't even be impressed <laughs> that they went to the shops, that they wrapped it all up. It's unbelievable, right? Did you pick well? She did very well. Very she picked good. a couple of books for herself. I did. <laughs> yeah. And that little thing, too, where a kid helps open the presents and then eats the paper. Oh, see? Okay, what are your thoughts about the fact that kids always like the wrapping more than the present? My theory is the first three years, I'm giving them a box. That is my I'm giving theory, her a box. too. I'm giving her a box inside a box. I'm going to go to Bunnings. And she can have whatever box she wants because the truth is they don't want anything. Yeah. Like they, they, they want to eat. They yeah. want to go to sleep. There's nothing they want at that stage. And I have got on the record about the over-the-topness of the first birthday. We mm-hmm. might do it because it's a chance for everyone to give her a kiss and a cuddle. Mm-hmm. But in terms of presents, don't bring anything. No, no. You don't need anything. I went to a friend's house a little while ago and they What actually- were you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> jeans Ooh, um, and under the jeans and, <laughs> was it all you <laughs> <laughs> sorry birthday I feel, boy i feel like i, can I harass should on let the you do boy. this because it's your yeah. birthday <laughs> come on aren't you gonna do the whole podcast on my lap no <laughs> sorry you went to a friend's place Be your respectful. birthday shouldn't make me feel icky well it's called a present <laughs> My friends had a whole extra room just to house the toys. Well, also, it's the plush toys. And I didn't know this until I became a dad. And God, I'm boring because every podcast is about this. But <laughs> the number of stuffed toys, there's just a lot of space taken up by the stuffed toy. You ne- are you a fan of a space bag? Love a space bag. How good is a space bag? Oh, tremendous. I went through the process of actually packing to go overseas with space bags. Oh, stop it. So well, how are you going to vacuum seal it? In a, like this was this was the era, wasn't it? This was the era. Yeah, but how good is this? I'm going to put half of my closet <laughs> inside the space bag, you know, vacuum the whole damn thing down, and then open it for a pair of undies in Paris, and suddenly you've got two bags worth of clothes. Genius. <laughs> See, this is why I needed you when I was packing. Correct. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, Rach, I've got a, a new segment I'd like to introduce to the program. Excellent. I, I, to be honest, I don't know if it's got two weeks in it. But definitely, <laughs> definitely right now it's got something in it. Mm-hmm. It's called Sex Toy News. Oh, brilliant. Sex Toy News. 
It's when you've used it too much. (laughs) (laughs) Now, apparently, in Portland, Oregon, hundreds of phallic sex toys have been hanging from power lines. Has been, uh, you know, normally it's a bit of a gang symbol. Well, apparently, large white and bright orange dildos Mm. have been appearing to be strung together in pairs all over Portland. Apparently, the old shoes over the telephone wire is drug dealing here. Yes, it's a sex toy. Maybe this is the new red light. Correct. Or no, or maybe it's a signal that uh, the collective women of the area have gone, no good blokes. Every bloke in this area is a dud root. (laughs) Hang on a second. So what... (laughs) So a sex toy is hanging as a symbol to say... Don't come here, ladies. Well, don't come here, ladies, looking for a bloke. I mean, do women scour the streets looking for men? (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Have you been watching The Voice? No, but I predict we're going to talk about Delta Goodman. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we're we're talking about Delta. Okay, first things first. She is the Australian example of all is forgiven because you are hot. She looks like God took an extra day to work out what a Sheila should look like. Okay, amazing. The white pantsuit, yum. The plunging neckline, yum. The yappy yappy, (laughs) yeah. The whole thing on The Voice of late has been the arguments between Jessie J and Delta Goodrum. Question. Who is Jesse J? <laughs> oh, really? I, I'm so detached. I'm listening to classic rock all the time. I honestly don't know. Okay, well, she is a fairly what big she pop sing? star. What does um, she do? You know that the price tag. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> price tag. It's, it's, okay. I, I clearly don't have her entire did, discography at my. No, that's status quo. <laughs> the did down down prices are down. What? And she's just done some sort of you know, featuring bullpit version, has she? Pitbull. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I have become that dad, haven't I? I've just, I've just gone. You know what? I only know so much, and that's it. I know down, down prices are down, <laughs> and that's it. P.S. Wasn't that a career highlight? Okay, here are my issues about the voice. Mm-hmm. The problem with Delta Goodrum, apart from the fact that she seems quite insecure, <laughs> um, quite. is that on a panel of four people, she's the only one that doesn't really have any international success. Well, correct. So when you're up against three other artists like you're up against Ricky Martin who was one of the biggest pop stars of a certain era the Madden Brothers have done a lot Jesse J's got number one single all over the world at the moment it's hard to compete okay but first things first just this Madden Brothers business yeah Australia why do we keep encouraging them Oh, like, really? Honestly, why, it's, it's like Australia's the only country that thinks they are megastars yeah, and yeah. awesome. And why do we need the twins? To be think? fair, they did lose me a bit at the KFC ads. Well, you know? A little bit. <laughs> I think. The thing is that Jessie... She's the one who sings, no, no, prices. <laughs> That's her, with yeah, pit. Price, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, prices, yeah. So Delta Goodrum usually wheels out the old certificate of participation approach to praise, which is, you're so good, follow your dreams. And Jessie often says, look, I don't actually agree with that. And so there's been a few storm-offs from Miss Goodrum because she goes, I'm sick of you sort of doing this tough love approach. Here's the deal. Jesse J's version of tough love is nothing compared to the tough love that these chumps will get when they go into the actual music business and the people who are in charge of giving out record deals go, you are f- Kidding me. Correct. Can I also say this? At what point will the Australian public catch on? Can you name one winner of The Voice. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, yeah, you can't absolutely. remember. So the whole conceit of the show mm. is all this wonderful, you know, sifting, panning for gold, and eventually we find a star. There was that, what, that, that 
who was that bigger Sheila who sort of was a bit soulful? Hmm. Carice something? Carice Eden. That's it. That's uh, the only name I got in there. Yeah. Nothing. I just have a sense that it's all oh, answering your phone calls, but then can you imagine putting a call into Ricky Martin three months after oh, the show's please. done and him actually answering? Please. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Have you heard about this We Consent app? No. I don't know who came up with this thing, but it's an anti-date rape app that lets you record your consent for access by the police later. Now, now this isn't for this isn't for dodgy situations. So this is before we make love. Yes. We just just okay. Could I stop you for a minute? Could you just speak into this device and say I consent? So what? People say putting on a condom kills the mood. (laughs) Exactly. Just one second. Into the microphone. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, you know how I just love to read a headline, and that's, that's all I need, yeah. okay? Here's a headline okay. from the Mirror in the UK. Mm-hmm. Jura faints after murder trial was told a woman died of internal injuries caused by a shampoo bottle forced into her backside. Oh, dear. Did she put it in her own bottom? Well, it's a murder trial, so that's how somebody decided oh. to do it. <gasps> what is wrong with murderers these days? <laughs> <laughs> the old-fashioned way. If you were a juror, yeah. would you want to get into the dirty details? I'd be terrible at it. And this has been one of the great reasons why working in media has been so brilliant because it's gotten me out of jury duty four times. Correct. Because I'd been doing radio shows at the time and they ain't interested in somebody who's doing a radio show. So you say, sorry, Dale, too famous, can't do it. <laughs> no. That, that, that's, you are admitting now on our show <laughs> that you just walked into a jury room and said, this... <laughs> That's for the public, not me. I did not say that. That's all I'm hearing. (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. Are you a pet person? I know you had Tansy the cat. Uh, If Sean's listening, sure. (laughs) I was on a plane yesterday and I saw... Don't take pets on planes. No, no, no. Not a pet on plane. I saw a Sheila in uh, Italy do that. On the plane? I don't know why she was allowed. Perhaps it's some bylaw in Italy I wasn't aware of, but you can apparently fly with yapping dogs. God forbid if I want to take, you know, a cigarette lighter. Yes. Exactly. But apparently a dog, fine. But this guy was on the plane and he was watching videos of his dog. Now, I know that pets can create within people a love and adoration that borders on they are my children. Well, but I cannot imagine being enthralled with a video of a dog for any more than 0.5 of a second. No, exactly. You just go, yeah, dog cute, next. What is your plane? Entertainment. So oh. you do it so frequently now, I don't think you even touch the in-flight nonsense. Oh, no, no. You don't care what they've got. Especially not if I have to pay extra for it. Would you like a tablet? No. (laughs) No. Fine. No. I have actually moved away from watching things on planes because I find that there's always a sex scene in the episode that I just happened to watch. I did it with True Detective on the plane a few days ago. We had a strip club scene and what I do is... Which (laughs) episode? Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. I was in at Office Works the other day. Stop it. I know. I'm pretty what are you impressive. getting? Uh, getting some A3 printouts done. Oh, you love it. I do. This is your home away from home. I do. I spend way too much time on the old self-serve machine, which, by the way, I might just say, is only for your super, super simple black and white printouts. I went to and from Office Works on the self-serve machine about four or five times before I realised that it wasn't my computer exporting the files wrong. It was the fact that the self-serve machine doesn't deal with it. But also, God love 
the wonderful people of Officeworks, but why does it take so long? It's like sort of hipster coffee house long mm. for anyone behind the printout section to help you yeah. to do anything. And often when you're standing there at 10.30 at night. Yeah. I always turn up and there's always like some novelty check being printed and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that could wait just for two seconds. Correct. I was there the other day and I noticed a little phenomenon that was going on and I wasn't quite sure what you should do about it in this situation. The $2 and, USB stick? Oh, what? That they charge you for or that they charge you well, to you open know, There's always just, just, just the, like the impulse buy, mm. like all over um, office works. There's, you know, the coloured pens for oh, $2 yeah. and you go, maybe. Yeah. I, I've often wondered, and they don't seem to do it anymore, but they used to charge you to open files on your USB. There's a few places that do it Stop now. Stop Yeah. It. I actually printed out something on the glorious Sunshine Coast the other day at a very small establishment, and they charged $4 just to open the USB and file. And I thought Corkage was bullshit. <laughs> I know. How bullshit is Double that? Click. Double click. Double click. So, okay, because theoretically you get charged for Corkage because it's wine you don't buy from them. Yeah. So it's a way of just skimming something off the top. Yes. What are you ch- getting charged for with the opening of a USB? Double click. Double clicking. That's it. Four right? bucks. Four bucks. It's ridiculous. So well, on the circular table that is sometimes located near the self-serve print area, there were two kids making fake IDs. <laughs> now, I'm talking the whole like properly. scalpel photos, like the whole thing. Okay. And they're talking about how they're going over to Bali and what you can in places you can get into in Bali and I'm seeing that this guy go, Oh, you know, give me your photo and blah blah blah. Now I didn't look at what was going on. I, I can't imagine that with a scalpel and things it's going to be like a driver's license or anything because you can't do that because it's all computer printed. So, so hang on. So they've made their own little card. They've laminated the card and mm. they're trying to cut around the card. Yeah, I think they're trying to... make to, it look as legit as possible. Yes. So I didn't know what you're supposed to do. And you didn't ring the terrorist hotline? Oh, I know. You're bringing this up on our... Podcast? <laughs> is that alert and alarmed? Does that qualify as alert and alarmed? Yes, it does. They just wanted to go to Bali to get into Yili Trawangan or something <laughs> and get into crappy bars when they were underage. By the way, the oh. whole business of Bali this week with the flights that have been delayed, what oh, yeah. a whinging from people. It's like, well, what do you expect? Like, what do you want the plane to do? Yes. Do you want it to fly through the ash cloud? Because yeah. last time I checked, a pigeon <laughs> could kill everyone on the plane. Yeah. You want it to fly through the ash cloud because you saw planes flying through smoke at the end of Die Hard 2 yeah. and you think it can happen. And also, uh, could we have any more articles that are like the terror of being trapped in Bali? You know, we had to change hotel rooms four times because they didn't have... I mean, this is beyond a first world problem. But also, my favourite are uh, a couple of radio people who have been caught out because they all had to be back uh, on the radio this Monday, but clearly... Left it very late. Yes. They were doing the John Laws here, where they mm-hmm. were going to get off the plane 10 minutes before the show starts. Yep. No time for error. This is why when you go and do the international travel, you are, it is always a dangerous move to return within hours of when oh, you have to return. Absolutely. You need at least a full day buffer in between getting off a flight and getting onto the air. And thank you very much for deflecting from the fact that I did not call the cops on these two kids. <laughs> what I'm here to do. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. There is a bloke in Germany, 23, and he's addicted to the old, uh, you know, PS3, Xbox. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to call it video games because it's not video games anymore. No. He's a gamer. Gamer, yeah. Is that what we say? That's he's a gamer. Yeah. Well, he has admitted that he slipped his girlfriend a sedative so she could fall asleep early and he could keep playing the games. Why don't you just break up with her? <laughs> that is an like, like, in question. all honesty, if she's that... <laughs> 
annoying to you <laughs> or you prefer to, you know, get your digits around a console rather than, you know, your lady Her. friend. Yes. That is a great point. Just goodbye. I don't... Why go to the trouble of going to the chemist? So which of these is best to knock out girlfriends? <laughs> Why is he German? Well, he's German. Oh, I said she the- was German. <laughs> Clearly, just like you only read the top of the article, I only listen to certain words. Yes. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, there is a uh, housing development in Turkey mm. where apparently the whole development is to try and replicate the Shire from the Lord of the Rings. They've made little hobbit houses, oh. right? And this is this is the theme. A hundred more are planned in the hillside in Turkey. Apparently they've been selling like hotcakes. How does this go with our property prices here? We're, we're struggling to get a home. Over in Turkey, they're just building Hobbitsville. Just rubbing our faces. Just face rubbing our faces. the second time Turkey's been Australia. What was the first time? Gallipoli. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Hey, there's a new surgery that men are getting uh, involved in, mm. and that is injections to have their double chins removed. Oh, why? It's what makes us who we are. Well, I think that the double chin... Don't say it's attractive. No, I'm not going to say it's attractive. Correct. <laughs> I just think, you know, when... I mean, it's just... Just 2.0? What's he like? No, no, no. He doesn't have a double chin. Of course but, he doesn't. But not I... an ounce of fat anyway. <laughs> Do you give him a little pinch test every couple of weeks? Yeah. Just go. Oh, looks like we're above 1% body fat. A bit of just have broccoli for dinner. Time to go. Speed. I, you know that when like the the chin actually connects just straight down to the neck. I just think that's the way everybody goes. Yeah, that that is the only thing that I fear. I mean, despite my morbid obesity, Mm. and you know, the boobs aren't fun. Yeah. The wideness of it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a lot of problem with, with, with my width rather than my oh, yes. girth at yeah, the yeah. moment mm-hmm. uh, as a visual thing or the thing that you freak out most about. Will mm. I do anything about it? <laughs> <Of course> not. <laughs> but uh, I desperately – I don't want the 45 degree. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't want that. I'm always amazed with this whole surgery thing about the fact that nobody cares that – on Friday, they left work with a chin, a 45-degree chin, and on Monday, they have a normal chin That's why you got to own it. This is the thing. Ladies, if you're going to go and you know, get a couple of bolt-ons, blokes, if you're going to add six inches, just mm. tell everyone. I, I saw, saw a lady the other day wandering around the streets with the old clearly just had nose um, job thing, just going in the shops. I thought, out and pray out. Hey, hey, to be fair, that woman was in a horrible car accident oh. and needed reconstructive surgery. Oh. For you just to mock her <laughs> like this... <laughs> so publicly, to assume that she was getting something for beauty reasons. She needed to look normal again, Rachel. You're really pushing this birthday <laughs> thing. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Why do people go to climb over you in planes? When I'm boarding a plane and there are two people sitting in the aisle... I can't visualise this without knowing what you're wearing. <laughs> I Happy birthday to me. <laughs> Sorry, so you get on a plane. You get on a plane and there's two people sitting in the aisle in the middle seat and you need to get into the window seat. Now, Simple what, move. One of you gets up, get out of the way, clear path. But people don't do that. People don't do this. So even when I'm the person in the window seat, I turn up and say, oh, could you pop up so I could get mm. in there? But you see people go for the quick draw McGraw move, which is as soon as they come to the aisle, they're basically lifting a leg to hurdle over you straight away. I'm like, no, 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 no. Give me a second. Rather than have your strange crotch in my face, Correct. why don't you give me a hot minute to get up out of this seat and then you can just calmly crawl in there at your leisure. But I think there's that thing where there's a certain type of traveller who doesn't really, who's only at a 
destination person. It's not about how you get there. Yeah, yeah. They're the type of people who just are fairly rude, lock themselves off, all the rest of it, mm. and just don't view passengers as anyone else needs to get where they're going. They're also the ones that as soon as the bus and seatbelt light turns Ding. on, are off, up like a shot. I had one bloke. Like it's row 26. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You think you think you, this is like the idiots who think oh, I'm going to sit at the back of the roller coaster because it's faster. Yeah, I was sitting in row sixteen last night. I had a bloke behind me in row seventeen. Now you know um, we were flying where the front half of the plane get to go down the barrel straight into the airport uh, down the tunnel. Yeah, I normally go business, so <laughs> right, okay. They let us off first <laughs> on the back from sixteen. I love you, Virgin. <laughs> from sixteen onward at the back, you have to get off and go down the mobile stairs. And whenever I fly, I love love closest to the back door possible i never do middle of the plane never oh well see i like to go on the front half of the plane because i like to go down the tunnel and straight into the airport because going down the mobile stairs is a pain in the ass you yeah, but go don't down. you want to be close to the toot no but there's a toot at both ends yeah i like to be as close to the toot as possible because you know, i'm one of those panickers where either i can go 16 hours with no wee mm-hmm. or if i convince myself that oh it's all i need to I'm, yeah. I'm gonna something's gonna happen during the you know the bit i can't <laughs> that i need to be able to you know just before the light comes on the just asked everyone to put it in their seats. Quick, that's when that's your last 30 right. seconds to go to it. Well, this guy was in row 17, and clearly, uh, you know, according to the rules, he must exit the back stairs of yes. the plane. Oh, he was going to push past. He pushed right past No, me. come on, mate. I got up to, t- to get my bag out, and he's given it a wiggle, actually made me get back. It's to push one person in front of me and then stood there waiting for us all to go out of the plane. I'm going to give you... The Captain America shield, okay? okay. The, the thing you can say to anyone next time they do this. Yeah. Are you right, mate? <laughs> he will instantly... Okay, I'm sorry. Would, you, you don't have to get rude about it. Are you right, mate? Well, you know what I do and my go-to is in those situations? I end up saying the first thing that comes out of my mouth... I love you. <laughs> No. I always say, dude. As okay, so I'm rubbing up against you. Yeah, and you do something that's a bit odd, and I go, dude. And I think to myself, am I a 16-year-old surfer? How is that? What's the reaction to dude? Well, people often look at me like, why is a 34-year-old woman saying dude to me? It's like the other night I left Pilates class, and my t- instructor said, see ya, and I said, nine nine. Oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, there's a world. Of, we, need a, we need a couch in here quick. Dr. Murray needs to start handing out some prescriptions. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, and I'm not supposed to admire or have any sort of positive things to say, but I'm fascinated by, I'm always fascinated by heist movies and I'm fascinated by prison escapes. Prison Escape happened uh, in Mexico this week. Yes. Very seriously bad dude. Very, like, one of the worst drug traffickers. And as we know, over, like, they are rotten mm. shit. Like, ISIS-level weird. Yeah, Some yeah. of those people. Sorry about that. First time we're in the studio. <laughs> Bumping everything, kicking things around. This guy, he built a mile-long tunnel, or rather one was made for him. It had ventilation. It had a railway track. It had a railway car. And they dug it basically all the way up to the prison. And then for some, I don't know how they did this, they used GPS to work out exactly where his cell was. Tink, 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 tink. And he just sort of digs a little bit down. Bang, he's out. He sure shank redemption that. But somebody else on the outside has just been burrowing away. So how long did it take them? Do you know? That nobody said. Nobody said how long. They're just The only time they obviously knew was when this guy's gone. But it, what makes it fascinating is I just assume 
stupidly assume that prisons have got some sort of sensors or something in the ground. Yeah. You know, if there's earth move, you know, because presumably this is what happens. Or, dare I say, that just maybe, just maybe a prison is built on a fairly tough foundation. Yeah, why, why aren't you pouring concrete into this thing underneath to stop people from burrowing in? Correct. I... Well, see, to be fair, mm. this Mexican prison did feature on the Mexican version of Grand Designs and it was made out of straw. What? To be... You know how that, that always happens on yeah, Grand right. Designs? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. Always, always the best jokes, the ones you have to explain. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Do you find the blokes making business calls outside very loudly a douchey thing? You know, some people yes. just get on the phone you and they You look ridiculous, go, to, to, to quote our segment from last week. You look ridiculous. Some people will get on the phone, have a yap and say, oh, mate, you know, we've got to get that meeting done, we've got to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's a very matter-of-fact, normal conversation, no problem. Then you'll get some other people who'll sit on a train, look around and sort of go, mm. bye-bye, sell, sell. You know what? Send that through to me. I'm going to tackle that. Or it's uh, the ones who are blowing up about other people. Well, mate, I told him four weeks yeah. ago, he's got to this, he's got to this, he's got to this. And to be honest, I'm probably guilty of being one of those people in that once you just get into the zone of the phone call, mm. you're not really aware of the people around you. But I think uh, you can be But loud. I wouldn't do it on public transport. No, but there's another because level. I wouldn't travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> a business class and, this. A, and two cars and <laughs> Apple Watch. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. So I have cleverly, uh, we're actually recording the podcast today at Foxtel before you whiz very swiftly out uh, to do some television. Hi, Sky News, 9 o'clock. That's it, check it out. Um, So I've actually left the fresh porno that we bought for last episode that we were so excited about that was the best thing you'd ever done for the podcast, left it at home. Okay, let's turn a negative into a positive here. (laughs) Next week on Paul and Rach, another fresh story from Picture Magazine. There you go. Till then. That's it. Till then, we're going to do Mad Reader of the Week to finish up. Uh, a big shout-out to Nigel Thorne, and please head to paulandrage.com.au to send us an email. We love hearing from you and uh, and highlighting you as Mad Reader of the Week. Care of Regional Radio Man, who's going to be uh, giving a shout-out to Nigel in a second. He actually sent us an email about something we haven't spoken for, about for a few weeks because it's over, but Married at First Sight. He sent us an article about um, uh, Lachlan has been inundated with interest since he mm. left the show because he came across so well. That was, of course... The partner of Claire, who this was is the always, farmer, the nice bloke, the farmer, yeah, okay. the nice guy. Uh, so he was saying that he actually uses Claire's outbursts at home with his missus. For example, if she asked me to do something, I simply come back with the outburst. What would you like me to do? What would make you happy? <laughs> I love that he's turning this on its head, good and boy. thankfully she takes it all in a good way, and we have a good laugh. Looking forward to the next podcast. Cheers, Nigel. So, Nigel, here is a special treat for you from a delightful regional radio. Man. 25 to 7, Nigel, what a massive fan he is, a mad rooter, a man who doesn't put up with no shit, just like Yothu Yindi. Oh, <laughs> oh, what a blast from the past that is. What can I say, kids? <laughs> it's one of our favourites here at 2BS Bathurst. Have a listen. <laughs> okay, no more or we're going to have to pay licensing <laughs> rights. See you next week. Ta-da. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Your kiss, your kiss is on my lips.